Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey there, asexuals, androsexuals, and airsexuals. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Billy, what's an airsexual? Go Google national air sex competitions and uh, you'll know what an airsexual is. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? This is your host, comedian Billy Presida. Uh, if you're new to my show, this is a podcast where on most weeks I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, and love. However, this week's guest is uh, not someone I've been inside of. No, is a special guest, BBW porn star April Flores. And I can't wait to tell you more about her in a bit. But first, I got some show dates, people. Show date, July 28th. I will be performing at the Broadway Comedy Club on the 7 p.m. show. You can get tickets for that at broadwaycomedyclub.com, or you can uh, buy a ticket at the door. If you want to see me tell some live funnies, that's where you can find me. Woo! I am, uh, I am exhausted. I, uh... Last night was the first night of What the Float this month, uh, the, that silent floating dance party I do here in New York, and just very tired from dancing my face off. Very, very tired. Combine that with all the Pokemon going I've been doing, and uh, man, I should, just, I should be horizontal for 24 hours, resting up. Are you on the Pokemon Go, people? Woo, what a craze that has swept our nation. Pokemon Go. You all know Pokemon Go and Chill is the new thing, right? If you're if you're not already aware, if you haven't caught on, that's the new Tinder date people. Fuck Netflix and Chill. Nah, this blows it out of the water. Asking another person, especially like as an internet date, right? Like maybe a maybe a Tinder match or something. Asking someone to go play Pokemon Go with you for a couple hours is a phenomenal date idea. And you should all be utilizing it in your online dating ventures. Why is that? Well, look, it's a very popular game very quickly. Everyone's talking about it. It's like the hip new thing. And it, the, pitching this as a date can get you offline in like four messages. Hey, do you play Pokemon Go? Oh my God, I love that game. Like, because I'm so cool like that. Oh, yeah, well, like, maybe we uh, should go and play Pokemon Go and chat and maybe get a beer afterwards. Oh, that sounds awesome. Here's my phone number. Boom. You got a date. And it's a great date. It's, a, it's free, first of all. It's active. You're walking around. You're walking. You're talking. You don't have to combat against, like, the loud music at a bar or a bunch of other people's conversations. It, it's a great date idea. You can just talk, get to know one another, flirt, and you get to play some Pokemon. And then at the end of the night, you can uh, go get a drink or, you know, if you have a Snorlax that lives in your apartment, you could probably convince them to come back to your place. It's a phenomenal date idea. Whether you're just trying to um, get laid that evening or you want to find your next true love, I do. <laughs> Look, just there's going to be a wedding 10 years from now. And the best man's going to make a toast saying, well, as we all know, uh, Jim and Jennifer met while both trying to catch the same Jigglypuff, and they've been inseparable ever since. May their love never shake out 
of a Pokeball, and may their server never go down. <laughs> just a tip, people, just a tip. I've been getting a, a lot of emails over the last few weeks. Love it. Love hearing from all of you. So awesome. As you all know, uh, I take advice from time to time. Uh, I've, I didn't really ask for some reason. People thought uh, this man whore guy seems to maybe have a, a good idea or two. And so uh, on occasion, I will get an email asking for uh, a tip. And as you all know, on occasion, I like to read these emails on air. Uh, I got this one from M up in Canada. Uh, <clears throat> hey, it's M. I was hoping for a bit of advice. After breaking up with my long-term boyfriend, I've decided to try delving into the world of casual sex. All my previous partners have been fairly vanilla, so I'm looking to branch out a bit. I've had a few encounters with dom-sub BDSM stuff that I've really enjoyed and am hoping to explore it more extensively with someone potentially more experienced. I've found a few men who have shown interest in doing this with me, but I find that as a female, I am nervous to enter these types of situations due to safety concerns. I'm scared that I will be put in a situation that I am uncomfortable with and that I won't be able to get out of. Obviously, I would take steps to avoid this, such as safe words and setting boundaries before engaging in play, but I'm nervous even entering these scenarios. So I was wondering, what are your best safety tips for meeting people online and engaging in casual sex. Most of the men who have contacted me have requested I come to their place to talk through things, but that seems a bit sketchy. I'm young and new to this and would love any advice about entering casual sex, specifically BDSM, as safely as possible. Thanks. Well, M, there's, uh, there's two things at play here uh, in your email. You know, the first one is, you know, typical casual online dating and meeting someone for a more explicit sexual purpose and how to stay safe during that. Look, it's not that the internet is an unsafe place. It's that the world is an unsafe place. There's just some simple things you can do, especially if, you, uh, if you're planning on an encounter that's going straight to someone's apartment or house. I think you can be a little less cautious if you are meeting in a public place, but of course, if it makes you feel safer, you know, text a friend a name and a phone number before your date. But but if you're doing something kind of Craigslist, like anytime I do something a little Craigslisty, my best friend Katie gets a text message with a uh, name, an address, an email address, a phone number, basically at least a couple pieces of information so that if I go missing, she knows to tell the police that this is the person who murdered me straight in the face. You don't need to be overly cautious to be smart. Um, but the thing that concerns me more in your email is it appears like you're using the internet, like maybe Tinder or OkCupid or FetLife to find a dom when you've never done BDSM before. That sounds like a terrible idea. Please do not do this. Okay? Look, and I'm not like an expert in kink or nothing, but from my understanding, BDSM is a, it, a lot of it has to do with trust and genuine concern for the other person, which you're just not going to get from some random person uh, online. You know, your life is literally in their hands, especially if, I don't know, they're choking you or spanking the shit out of you. You should be doing that with not only someone uh, you trust, but also someone more experienced. 
What are these dudes' qualifications for being a dom? Do they have other women who have been submissives with them that he could put you in contact with so you can, you know, cross-reference and ask other women, hey, has this guy dommed you? How was he? Was he respectful? Was he this? No, because there's a lot of dudes on the internet who like to say, yeah, I'm like a total dom. You know, I just like to, I like to dominate a woman, but he's not really a dom. He just wants to make you choke on his cock so he doesn't have to reciprocate and doesn't have to feel guilty. That's not a dom. That's an asshole. Here's what I would recommend. Find uh, the kink community near your area. Try to find a munch. A munch is like, uh, to my understanding, and you can correct me, someone. A munch is kind of like a, a BDSM kink gathering of sorts. Okay, so try to find, even if you can find like a non-sexual kink meetup, like maybe it's at a bar once a month and people like to hang out and talk about kinks and dungeon parties and whatnot and just show up and say, find who's in charge and say, hi, I'm M. am I'm new to this I've, and I'm just really curious about stuff. Ask your questions, let them talk to you. Maybe you'll find someone there who is worth going out with and, and possibly letting them dom you. So there is that. Um, I also got another email from a Jay. Uh, Jay writes, hey, Billy, new listener here. I went on a nine-hour road trip and found you halfway through on Spotify. Your show abused my data like a motherfucker, but I found you to be super funny, and I found my new favorite podcast. Aw. Listening to your podcast was just pure validation of my sex party dreams. I've never been to one and would love to go. It sounds like a blast but I have no idea where to get started or if there are even communities like that in Oklahoma. But I am very, very interested to find out. Your podcast made me laugh my ass off many a time, especially when they featured Andrea Allen. But mostly I love the sex-positive outlook and vibes you have. As a person living in the smack middle of the Bible Belt, it is very nice to not hear that I'm going to hell because naked people make my pussy wet and that is downright good to need a fuck or two or six. It's also really great to hear bi-positive commentary because I can orally appreciate a pretty vulva and can take a dick like a champ, and those are skills that should be appreciated. I agree. Let me know if you have any suggestions because currently I'm unsuccessful in my archaeological attempts to find some bones. Have a cum-filled week and make those bitches laugh, Jacques. Thank you, Jacques. Um, I Look, I'm not tapped into the Oklahoma sex party world. But what I did do was uh, I, I asked around to some fellow sex podcasters, some of the swinging podcasts, and and uh, thanks to the swinging MILF podcast, I got re I got directed to the Curious Couple, which is a swinger podcast based out of Oklahoma. So uh, I put I put Jay in touch with them, and hopefully they can work something out. But if I have any listeners in the Oklahoma City area, and you know of any sex parties, play parties, orgies, sex clubs. Um, shoot me an email, manhorpod at gmail.com. And, uh, let me know if you'd be willing to, uh, add a, what, uh, is a very attractive lady with a great pair of tits, uh, to your community because she is eager and looking. And I, when it comes to looks wise, I personally approve. <laughs> and if you want to email me your comments, your questions, your your queries, your booby pictures. You can send that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com, people. Here's another reason you can email me. 
Look, football's coming up around the corner, and that means Fan Whore Fantasy Football is returning. Yes, uh, for those of you who have been listening a long time, you'll know that last year uh, we had a Man Whore Podcast Fantasy Football League made up of myself and listeners of this show. It was very, very fun. I enjoyed the shit talking and uh, the erotic team names. Shout out to uh, fan whore and Patreon supporter Sean B. Him and his uh, multiple gorgasms team uh, took down the championship last year, and he's returning to defend his title. So if you're interested in a uh, fantasy football league with other fan whores, shoot me an email. We do a $30 buy-in. Uh, I think we had a 10 or 12 team league last year. And depending on if I think it would be really cool if we have enough interest to do like two 10 team leagues and make the champion of each league go against each other, like in week 17 or during the playoffs or something. So if you're interested in that, shoot me an email. We do us. We do standard snake draft 0.5 PPR. The one extra rule I have is your team name has to be slutty. Because this is the Man Whore Podcast, after all. So let me know if you're interested. Uh, would love to put that together. Uh, the draft will be sometime in late August. People, as you know, uh, I am proud to say that the Man Whore Podcast is a listener-funded show. Nearly all the money that comes into this podcast comes directly from you, the listeners on Patreon. And that just fucking warms my goddamn heart. Fan Whore supporters uh, get really fun rewards, including bonus Man Whore podcast episodes available exclusively on Patreon. So if you would like to join over 50 Fan Whores, uh, you can go to manwhorepod.com and click the Patreon banner on the side. And I'm really excited to announce, uh, as of this recording right now on uh, Saturday, we are only $124 away from the next milestone goal which is just amazing because we, we hit the last milestone goal like a week and a half ago. This is great. Uh, so if, you know what? If we can hit $400 pledged by like August 14th, I will go to London and record with some of the girls out there because, yes, I have a couple um, past hookups who currently are in uh, London who have not Brexited yet. And I also may get to do a um, another episode with the lovely Haley Quinn, who was uh, on this podcast earlier. So let's hit that mark. Let's hit that goal before the end of this month. Let's make this happen. To show your support, go on over to manwhorepod.com. Click the Patreon banner on the side, or you can download the Patreon app, uh, and you can make your pledge there. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. This week's guest is April Flores. April Flores is a two-time AVN award-winning porn star, a veteran of the adult entertainment industry. Uh, I, I became aware of April in this book, and I mentioned it in the episode, and I want you to all be aware of it. The book is called XL Love, How the Obesity Crisis is Complicating America's Love Life. Uh, it's by Sarah Varney. Very interesting book. So I was like, I want to talk to this woman. So when I was out in Los Angeles, um, I went over to April's home and we had a really fun chit chat about the porn industry. We talked about, um, you know, finding love after losing a loved one um, because she is a widow. Uh, and we talked about 
wait, body image, it's cool stuff. Hashtag pay for some of your porn. Enjoy this episode with April Flores. Also, stay tuned at the end of this week's show. Uh, I have a nice teaser from one of the, the Patreon bonus episodes uh, with online dating consultant Steve Dean. So that's a little extra treat for you at the a little, a little cherry on top, a little dessert to this main course. BBW porn star April Flores. Just try to keep it in front. Okay. And be your awesome, lovely self. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, hello, April Flores. Hi. Hi. Uh, get run into it. I'm with the uh, the fabulous, awesome porn star, uh, porn for AVN award winning, two time, two time award winning. Yeah, there's two over Wait, there. Wait, aren't you? You're not three. No, I've no. been nominated four times, two-time winner. Solid. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Adult film star uh, April Flores. Uh, wonderful. I read about you in this book called XL Love that I read like year, year and a half ago, and like the last third of the book is kind of just all about you and how you would do these like go to the strip club where it was like the big girl night and all these other like big girls who are not performers they would come and they just feel empowered and love their bodies and everything. I was like, this is amazing. This is awesome. Thank you. So I, I was like, I wanted to learn about you. Here we are. And here we are. Yeah. Um, t- tell us, so how did you come to get into uh, doing porn? Oh, well, porn, I came... I came into porn a very roundabout way. Yeah. It wasn't like, um, well, I entered in 2005, which is 11 years ago now, and it's, right. it was a different world back then. It, there was no... Twitter. I don't. Maybe there was, but maybe it was in beta stage. I don't know. There wasn't Snapchat or Instagram, and um, there was, wasn't really these porn stars who are brands now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it was a different time. So I didn't wake up one day and think I want to be a brand and I want to be a star right. and I want to be a porn star. Um, I I entered it slowly with my late husband. Um, he was a director, a photographer, artist, and he. I was his main subject for a long time. I was his muse. And uh, we were working on a book project called Fat Girl, which was published in 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, But back then in 2005, we were compiling all the images, and he shot Belladonna for a Japanese magazine. And Belladonna, I don't know if you know, she's a major right. icon in, in porn. Um, so they shot, and she saw my picture. She liked my look. We wanted to shoot for our book, Fat Girl, so we met, and she turned that down because she was super smart back then, only shooting for her company, mm-hmm. which I think was very progressive, especially for back then. And um, she offered me to do a scene in one of her films instead. So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just do this one scene. I'll be like... Just this one. Just this one. And I can quit. It's not a problem. I can quit. <laughs> I can totally get off of it. Yeah. I wore a wig so I would have like the plausible deniability and I just, I kind of, I really loved it and then it just kind of snowballed from there. I live in LA, my peers, my friends are artists and filmmakers and performers and it just kind of just happened slowly at my own pace Um, and here I am. Here you are. Yeah. Kicking ass, taking names. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And so, wait, so you started off doing just with uh, women? Yeah, I started off girl, girl only. And porn uses boy, girl, 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 which I think is kind of juvenile. (laughs) But uh, I started shooting with females only. And then we were on set on one of my husband's films. And um, I saw this male, female 
pairing going on and i was like fuck i need to do that i need to do that on film so yeah it was just all slowly just kind of organically grew what what else is different about porn now and back then you were saying uh that back then there's no need to like be a full brand right i think that i mean you could and it definitely happened but it wasn't like nowadays where instantly you have communication with the public yeah and um it was just a different time what else has changed is that the whole industry has changed because now all the tube sites all the mm -hmm. free porn all that stuff exists and it has very negatively Im impacted the business right no more dvds no more huge productions a lot less productions smaller budgets mean smaller rates mm -hmm. um we have to do a lot of other things like clips for sale and, you know, have this really strong and interactive uh, communication with your fans who should pay. Yeah. You know, my friend Courtney Trouble, who's a director, yeah. she says, pay for some of your porn. Some of it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like you have to settle for like, okay, first is the hashtag pay for your porn. Okay, fine. Just some, just some, a little bit. Just some. It was like 25% of your porn. It was <laughs> Or the performers you love, support them. But like, that seems to be what it is now. That seems to be like people are finding people through the tube sites, and then when they fall just madly in love with someone, they're like going to go pay on on their site. I didn't know that. Okay, so I mean, cool. I, that, when I I did like this thing with Sarah J like a year and a half ago, it was like this is where she like blowing all her Twitter followers, and I I showed up for that. Now as like a, it was kind of like a hey, I'll do your porno, you do my podcast. It was a little trade. And I show up, and all these guys, they're all, like, diehard fans of, like, either Siri or, or Sarah, because I was the other performer. And they all were like, yeah, no, I have, like, a porn budget, and, like, I support these girls, and this is how much I can spend every month on porn. And so sometimes it's on, like, a Bang Bros membership, and sometimes it's just for, like, maybe it's an April Flores subscription. And so it seems like the dudes who are really into their porn, like, they, they're aware of this problem, and they're going to pay for it. I just think there needs to be more of those guys. Awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't really know that, so that's that's cool. I didn't know that people would find someone on a tube site and then seek them out to support them. That's amazing. So. Well, I would assume that's how they're finding them. Just like, I guess, maybe someone like is going through YouTube and they find, like, they're just looking for stand-up comedy. And then they're like, uh, oh, here's a comedian. They're really, that was a really funny video. Do they have another video? Oh, shit, that's really fucking funny, too. I'm going to follow them on Twitter. I'm going to go see their show. I'm going to buy their CD. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, it would be nice if we just bought it outright but uh it it seems like almost just like a way that people are discovering folks now yeah true especially since there's like so many porn performers you know right. <laughs> i mean i can't choose it's like choosing a favorite ncaa team it's like there's too many <laughs> colleges i can't how am i gonna pick one you know um it's pretty nuts and, and so and so your brand you've you're you're now a brand right i guess so <laughs> do sorry, you uh, sorry. uh do you need emerald no <laughs> no we don't need <laughs> That's my best friend. Let me let me uh, go for it. Let me turn off my ringer. Sorry. Um, I guess I'm a brand, although I didn't really consciously set out to do that. My husband was marketing and genius kind of um and ahead of his time in, in that sense. And I you know, it's been difficult since he passed because I was the role of the subject, right. you know, and the um, co-pilot. So he was the guy in charge. And it's been hard for me to redefine, you know, like my role in my career and 
in my life. <laughs> it's just been difficult. Have you, but now you're you're doing it all on you. Like, are you doing all the the business? Like, is that that's your idea? Or <laughs> I'm looking uh, at the BBW Cyberskin Pussy Stroker. No, that came out um, a long time ago. Actually, doesn't it look like a glowworm? Remember glowworm? I'm I'm you know I'm 12, so it's like <laughs> uh, I tend to not get a lot of references. <laughs> What right. was the glow? I'm, I have Good. listeners who play, who probably know what that is. Glowworm was this uh, toy, and it it was like a little stuffed animal worm, which would mm. light up, and I think it sang. But this pussy stroker, which is kind of like a flashlight, but not uh, doesn't have the hard casing huh. of a flashlight. Okay. Um. Well, not I'm not talking about glowworm right now. I'm talking about this pussy stroker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a male masturbator. Yeah. And that came out. 2011, 2012, maybe. What do you think about this whole craze of the, like the pocket pussy thing? Like, obviously, you have to encourage people to dig it because you want them to buy your product. You want, but well, but like, I I don't get royalties off of that anymore. So oh, so then in that case, okay, fuck well, that uh, company. <laughs> then objectively, like, what do you think about this whole like dudes fucking parts of a woman thing? Well, okay, so some women think it's like super, like the d- definition of objectification. I don't. It's in a box. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, in a box, yeah. It's a, no, it's a sex toy. Yeah. It's a fucking sex toy. Like, what are we going to call dildos? Like, the, it's it's it serves a purpose to get someone off. I don't mm-hmm. have a dick, so I'm not sure how they feel. I've heard that flashlights feel really good, but mm-hmm. I don't know. This one has a little ribs. It's ribbed for your pleasure, I guess. I don't know. I, I tried one. Uh, I had a sponsor, the Auto Blow Two, and so they sent me one. And I, you know, I'm, I used it a couple times to, so I could speak about it. But I was just like, it feels okay. But like, I'm still thinking, I'm like, I'm fucking like an object. This feels. <laughs> it's just like psychological. It was. It felt weird psychologically. Right. Physically, it felt fine. Okay. I just. I, I found that strange. I didn't know if there was like a thought of like, oh my god, like my pussy is just out there people fucking no that's not my pussy it's molded after my pussy. right but it's like molded yeah yeah my pussy's right here with me right no no no, i know but (laughs) no uh it's a sex toy you know it it, i uh want people to get off and if this helps them feel like they are fucking me and if it's the closest they will get to fucking me then cool rocking yeah well you're also uh part of your brand seems to be like the the bbw which is like obviously a very popular porn category um wait you were you were nominated for crossover crossover in 2011 or 12 what does that mean crossover artist okay so crossover means going into quote-unquote mainstream okay media and i don't know what i did that year (laughs) i just is that is that like being like a bbw performer who then appealed to the mainstream it was just porn in general like a porn performer in general crossing over to the mainstream consciousness maybe it was when i did the uh interview with whoever i i don't i don't really know what i did to deserve that nomination (laughs) i take it yeah I'm, i'm not gonna turn it away. Right. I will take the trophy. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, which is sitting right there. I like being in the porn performers' uh, houses because uh, I've been just. It's just such a, a layout. Like I was at Nina Hartley's yesterday, and like there's oh, just yes. these erotic paintings. Oh yeah, she says hi. I'm supposed oh, to say I love that. her. Um, she has these erotic paintings all over the place and phalluses, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's like a sex museum. Right. It's, yeah. It's awesome. Like, what do you I, think of my house? It's like a little like, I'm still I'm a little like boxed up and stuff. But oh, did you just move here? No. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a lot of the box stuff is like uh, my husband's stuff that I, okay. you know, I'm just like going through slowly. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know how how's that? have you since re-entered the the dating scene? Yeah, I have. It's, it's like it's really shitty out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a cesspool. Oh, the world sucks. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> um, not that I need to tell you, you've been around a little longer than I have, but it's just like it's it's not the nicest place on the how world. How old are you? Uh, 12. No, uh, <laughs> I'm 26. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just, what was, how long did it take you to, since his passing to, to feel comfortable? Okay. So there, the good thing is that we were non-monogamous and he really, it, it was a part of our sex life to have sex with other people. So I didn't have this guilt fucking anyone after, you know, right, right. after. So I, I waited until he was buried to, fuck because i'm a sexual person um but dating and connecting with someone um i had a relationship a few months ago i guess it took me about a year and a half like a year a year and eight months to really feel like i met someone worthy of like trying to have a relationship um i i don't know it's just it's rough i went i just joined bumble sunday okay a few days ago i went out on a bumble date last night yeah <laughs> Well, I just ask because, you know, my um, obviously yours is way more intense as a marriage, as, as deep love, as a long term relationship. But, you know, my young my younger sister um, back in December, her, her boyfriend died drowned in a, in a lake. Oh, my God. And she's she's in college, but she'd been with him like a year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. You know, it's her like one of her longer relationships. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to tell. Like, I don't know what to. she's asking me for advice. And I'm like, I really have no fucking idea. I'm I've unfortunate if i have not gone through that mm -hmm. type of a tragedy mm -hmm. so I, I a lot of the things that i mourn and i'm sure your sister's mourning is the what could have been you know i don't know if, how serious they were mm -hmm. but you know carlos and i had this whole life planned and that i'm mourning that i'm mourning my old self um it's just shitty but you know we all die so it's just part of the journey okay okay would you so when you go dating on the online dating, do people know who you are? I don't know. I can't tell. So last night, this guy, uh, we were talking, and I slowly said, "Oh, because he was a director for commercials." Yeah. So I thought, okay, he could handle. Like he 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 knows performers and stuff. So, um, I told him what I do, and then he he said something about BBW. I'm like, oh, maybe he did because he knows the he knows the terminology, term. he knows the yeah. lingo. Yeah. Dude's hip to it. Right. I don't know. So it's like when, like, just like someone talking to uh, maybe a commercial actor, be like, yeah, sides, pilots, uh, right. words. Yeah. yeah. The lingo. I know takes. I know what a take is. <laughs> hey, girl, want to do a second take? I don't know. <laughs> Back to one. <laughs> uh, and, and so I, so he, you don't know if he knew or not? I don't know. He didn't come out about it. It, it was very strange. I, I prefer meeting people in real life. Yeah. Um. But I'm just out on Bumble because fuck it. Like, whatever. We'll see. That's what all the hip feminists are doing. They're really? on the Bumble. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, the, it's the feminist Tinder, you know? know? What, what makes a feminist? That the woman has to interact first? It's, for, it's forcing some gender, uh, some gender role switching, yeah. I am pretty aggressive in my real life, so... like. Oh, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I do not doubt that at all. Really? <laughs> so I don't really... It doesn't matter. When I was on Tinder, I would make the first contact. Um, but after you make the initial contact, it's up to 
the other person to keep that going. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I don't see anything really feminist about Bumble yet. I'm mm-hmm. only on it for like four days. Okay. Um, and But some people I think maybe do know who I am. Like I'm hanging out with this one guy and he said he Googled me before we met. So yeah, it's just weird. This is, this is the way the world is now. Yeah. Where you can just uh, know everything about them. And then right. you're on the first day. It's like, so where are you from? You already know where I'm from. <laughs> you looked me up. What else we got? You want to talk about the election? That's not very sexy, but we, I think that's the last thing left. Right. <laughs> I mean, look, I've had so many Tinder dates that started with like, so I listened to your podcast and I was like, fuck, what'd you hear? Like, what do I have? Do I have to explain the orgies? Do I have to explain being naked on stage? What do I have to explain? Because <laughs> do you ever get like that? You're like, okay, like, what did he see? Did he see the double anal? Like, what, what did he see? <laughs> no, I kind of live in a bubble, which is good and bad. It's part of my uh, grief. My new person, yeah. I am totally like have a bubble around me and it's, it's a cushion. It's fine. It's good. Do you date other porn performers? No, I don't. Is that like a rule of yours? Like some comics have a rule. It's either they will only date comedians and others like, I will fucking never date a comic. (laughs) Like they're like, I know how depressed I am. I'm not dating someone else who's that depressed. Are comedians depressed? I mean, yeah, a little bit. There's a little bit of self-hatred in us. Are are you a comedian? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm finding on Bumble since we are in Los Angeles, it's so many actors, so many comedians. Oh, yeah. And uh, no, I've not connected with a performer on that level. Mm-hmm. But there's a definite, for me, there's a familial, fam- family feeling yeah. with my um, colleagues. It's interesting familial connection. But like, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's just like a brother that like I fuck on camera. <laughs> well, maybe not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a say, like you, you ca- I care about these people because... We're kind of in the same boat. You're in it together. Right. You're, uh, you're finding the same prudence in this country. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, and, and what I love is another thing I was telling you before we start was I love as a BBW performer, you just like own the word fat and you're like, yeah, I'm fat. It's an adjective. Like, get a, what's the problem? Yeah, it's a descriptive word. I always say like a, you know, like glass table or wood floor. Fat hot chick. Fat like, hot chick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but like you, you were saying, words have only have the meaning that's put behind them. Right. And also, words only have power if you let them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fucking care. You call me fucking stupid? I don't fucking care. Fuck you. Like, it doesn't... I, I have a kind of a thick skin. It's okay. Fat is not... However, fat is not bad for me and i'm trying to change the negative connotation our photo book fat girl i came up what well, i came up with the title because fat girl that triggers emotion in everybody mm-hmm. like an old man even like he'll you know yeah. have these things um but yesterday <laughs> someone said the word chunky and that's triggering for me because yeah. that's what I, I used to be called when I was growing up. Like, oh, chunky. me too. Chunky. Hey, yeah. what do you feel about that word? Uh, I don't know. I've I, No one's called me chunky in a while. Uh-huh. They, just, uh, they just refer to my love handles. That actually, that probably hurts more. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I got called chunky. I was, I mean, I was a chubby kid growing up. So like I got called all the bad names too. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's all right. It's, uh, I try to hide it. Uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, because well, we've also both written on XOJ and about body image and such. I wrote, I wrote a thing like a, a couple years ago. It was like a, it happened to me. I was manorexic about like my disordered oh. eating in high school, you know. And then you talked about how being big and that you lost, like you lost weight at one point. Right, I lost weight in my twenties, and I was still unhappy. You know, I idealized a skinny body meaning happiness and yeah. everything would be cool and i became skinny and i was still really not happy so and now i'm also hungry like why now i'm unhappy and hungry this sucks <laughs> sucks actually more than when i was fat and getting called chunky this well i lost I, I didn't try to lose weight i just was in like a lot of really unhealthy relationships mm-hmm. and i just you know lost my appetite for like a year yeah that'll, that'll do it yeah. <laughs> But I, I think that's awesome. Uh, I, I think what I loved about reading about you in that book was you apparently affected so many women who would go to, was it like a this like strip club conference thing? That was a BBW uh, conference or was it, I think it was at AVN. Okay. It was AVN, which is, um, well, AEE is the Adult X Entertainment Expo in Vegas in January. Now it's in February. Anyway, um, all of the porn industry goes to Vegas to network and yeah. do business. And um, the BBWs have a night where they it's all us fat girls and we're stripping and we're on stage and we're doing lap dances and uh, they're hustling. Yeah. They're, they're fucking making that money. And I was there. It was it was good. I have a lot of fans, a lot of female fans who are like my body size or bigger or even smaller. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's really what drives me to stay in this industry is to keep challenging those um, those stereotypes of what is considered desirable. Yeah, what, what's a what's a stereotype about bigger women that you you like just hate the most? <laughs> like, or particularly like sex with bigger women? Is there like one oh. that just is particularly? I don't know. Is there one? I don't know. I th- the only one I think of is that we give good head, good blowjobs. Okay. I think we do. <laughs> it's not a You're bad. Like, I'm okay with that yeah, one. It's okay. I do. I give a, a mean blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, outside of sexuality, yeah. I think that, you know, that we're lazy or unhealthy, mm-hmm. which is not true. Um, can be fat and fit. Fat and fit. Right. Hey. Well, my, my friend Jay, who she was the... She was uh, the second episode of this podcast. Who again, like I said, uh, a very big girl, former lover of mine, super hot. She's like a big proponent of like, oh, you're not automatically unhealthy if you're if you're overweight. Like right. you can be in like you can be healthy and fat. Yeah, and you can be thin and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're not these sad creatures who just like hide at home and eat fucking ice cream and cry right. like. You know, maybe if we're sad, but that's not all we do. Like, we're not behind closed doors and just waiting for something to happen. Totally. Totally. And, and that's why, and I just, I loved the part. Uh, it always goes back to this book. It's just, it, it really struck a chord with me. Uh, the, all these like testimonials from women, the author, she went and talked to women who were at the, that strip club event and just, and they were all like, yes, I like, I love having, sex with my husband like while he's watching her or i or i bought him her fleshlight or i love that he loves her because that means he thinks i'm sexy too and so i don't know i think like bbw performers are definitely more than just like some fetish category it's like you guys are representing a whole class of people who are were raised you are raised to think they're not desirable or not fuckable yeah well thank you thank you for acknowledging that 
try. I don't know. It just, <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like matter of fact. I don't know. <laughs> I never thought fat people weren't fuckable. I was like, she's hot. She's, we had sex, so clearly fuckable. If anything, she made me fuckable because I was like, I didn't know if she would have sex with me. Um, <laughs> I was. <laughs> well, I think with media being a woman or female from a really early age, it was fucking Barbies. Look at Barbie. Yeah. She's like skinny, big tits. I had so many Barbies. Even um, now, they just came out with the different body types, and the big one still isn't even that big. <laughs> Not like the biggest one's like an average size, but like a pear shaped Barbie. <laughs> It's like we still we need the April Flores Barbie. That's the Hell next yeah. that's the next merch. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, you gotta make like a safe for work one, but like I think <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, even if you take off her clothes, she's she has like Barbie and no pussy. Right. No nipples. But give her give her your fabulous hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah. Give, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm about that too. Right. You gotta, you gotta talk to your business people. <laughs> yeah, we, we I got this great new merch idea. No, it's not for the horny dudes this time. <laughs> but it's a big moneymaker. Well, when uh, this company approached me to do, because that's my second toy with them. The mm. first one was a actual pussy mold. They were like, a, they said, we want to make a toy after you. And I thought, oh, because I'd never heard of the company. I was like, oh, a little like action figure. I'm into it. And then we met with them. And like, can I have a karate chop function? Can I? <laughs> can I have? <laughs> it would be like, well, me these days, my swiping. Swipe left. Right. Swipe left. Are you on, on any of these sites? Uh, I only have Tinder and it's only intermittent. Right now I'm off of it because I'm kind of good. Like I have enough people in nice. my life. Rotation. And, yeah. Well, there's two people I'm dating who I'm very smitten with. And then um, I have a couple of sex partners on the side. And then I just don't have time for more. I turned nice. it on in LA because I was like, well, I'm in LA for the week. Yeah. Um, what do you th- what's the difference? Fucking, I, it's, it's rough here. It's, I'm Rough? I, what do you mean rough? In New York, I do quite well on Tinder when I'm being active. I was in Louisville, Kentucky. I, uh, let's compare time frames. I was in Louisville, Kentucky in June for a week. I land. I turn on Tinder. 36 hours later, I had like a half dozen phone numbers. A couple days later, I was having sex in a, in a playground one night. You know, like I did all right. Uh, and I had like a, even a second date-ish thing. That week here, I've been on. I've been on here uh, today is Wednesday. Been on since Friday. Zero phone numbers. So apparently, like where I might be like a seven and a half in New York, I'm like a negative two in L.A. Oh no! But I think everyone's a negative in L.A. I think no matter what you are in L.A., they just subtract twelve points. Because <laughs> it's uh, like you know what? There's always someone better. <laughs> it's insane here. Um, true, true. But I have I've met people through other. Like, I, I met some girl at a comedy show the other night. I was like, you know, that's, that's more my speed, too. Uh-huh. I prefer that than the, the swipe system. Right. Well, now I'm kind of like, I, I'm still fresh on it. It's been four days. And now when I see a stranger, I just automatically, in my mind, I'm like, no. But in real life, I'm like. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I might last a few more days on it. It's kind of interesting. It, I'm kind of doing it as a little experiment for myself. Yeah. Lately, well, uh, since my husband passed, I've only been connecting with guys in their 20s, like every uh, age of 20. Good, good for you. Thank you. As a man in his 20s, <sighs> we need proper training. <laughs> I still, I still, I've been saying this since college. I think everyone over the age of like 35 should have to fuck someone under 25 at least once, just as like a civic, like a, <laughs> a civic duty. Because I think I, I, I fully believe I am better at sex because I was sleeping with older people in college and they were like, look, I'm not going to put up with your bullshit. (laughs) So here's what you're going to do. And I was like, oh, I should probably do this with other people too. Well, that's what I really love about the guys in their 20s that they are 
They're open. They're yeah. fresh. They're positive. They have energy. They are not jaded. They, um, but at the same time, they are kind of unstable and not. Shit's not together. I, I don't know about yeah. you, but um, my shit's probably not together. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy who talks to his exes on a podcast. I mean, no, I, th- I think your shit's together. Um, so now on Bumble, I'm like, okay, let me try to stay age appropriate. Um. No twenties. 35 to 50 is my range. Wow. Yeah, I'm thir- I'm going to be 40 in a few weeks, so. How you feeling about that? Uh, mm, it's hard because my husband was 40 when he passed. Uh-huh. So I'm having like this mental issue with it, you know, but I'm excited. It's a big thing. I I'm good. Like yeah. what's the alternative? Like <laughs> Yeah, I want to keep growing. Okay. Yeah. Growing up, um you know, you said you you were bigger growing up, and you've been teased, and, and you got bullied a bit for that. And like sexually, when did you start coming into your own? Sexually, um, I think with my second boyfriend, he really he just opened me up into like really loving sex. We had right. amazing chemistry. But you were able to get boyfriends, or have you know you were able to get guys interested in you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right, yes. Okay. <laughs> and thinking back, my life flashing before my eyes. Yeah. So sexually, I think when I was about 21, my boyfriend really like just opened me up. And ever since then, I just, for me, I kind of use it as a form of self-expression through my work. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love fucking. You love fucking? <laughs> I think so. What's your, what's your favorite type of fucking? You mean position? And, Open to interpretation. Uh, okay, a position doggy style. I love fucking outdoors. Um, yeah, fan. Oh Big yeah, fan. Uh, playground. Right. What, playground. What, what's your What's your most like uh, risky public place that that you did recreationally, not for work? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You gotta start yes. trying to like figure out. Wait, was there a camera? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. So my husband and I had sex in a park. In New York, I don't remember the park's name. It's not oh, Central Park. Okay. The one kind of um, like near the Lower East Side. Okay, Union Square, Washington Square Park. Maybe that one. Anyway, there's people walking by. It was raining. Nice. And I know they didn't give a fuck, but I was like, "This is crazy." I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. My craziest, uh, an NYPD parking lot. <gasps> nice. Yes. And it was like, should, like, do I try to last longer to impress her or do I try to finish quick so we don't get arrested? Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know which. Right. I think for you have to like gauge it. So if it's super risky, just fucking finish sure. quick. And it's going to be hot and she she's probably not going to come from it, but it's it's okay because it was still a hot experience. And exactly. She'll get off later thinking about it, you know. Forever. Have yeah. a story. Um, We used to also go to clubs and I would wear a little skirt no underwear and this one club in specific yeah oh. uh, <laughs> this one club in particular used to get really packed because it was tiny and so uh carlos would you know like lean up against the wall and it was so packed and i would just like we'd be fucking this. but dancing Ooh. yeah and then everyone is like touching you because it's so packed and sweating and hot and and then um we would like leave the club and his cum would be like running down my legs oh, so, so fucking hot. hot yeah that's so hot i love that too because the even though the other people weren't really involved they were to me because right. i was looking at them and they were touching me their sweaty arms and stuff 
Yeah, I like that. Did you guys go to play parties or anything like that? No, not much. No? Mm-mm. Do you? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah? I go like every other month. Okay. Yeah. In New York? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Next yeah. time I'm in New York, I'm going to go to one with you. All right. D- deal. Yeah. You you hit me up. I You'll get the Hacienda <laughs> invite. I get the, I get the I'm, I'm a, no big, who, who, hey, Billy, who are you bringing to Hacienda? Just porn star. No big deal. <laughs> I, I almost like just for the environment. I don't even fuck a lot at the party. Right. So the sex parties that I've been to, I either go, I have sex with uh, the person I went with or I'm just kind of a voyeur because as much as an exhibitionist as I am, I'm also a voyeur. Right. And I, I know for me, it's just like less pressure if I'm not fucking. I love fooling around. So like I'll like eat pussy or get my dick sucked or I'll like make out or something. Um, but I've only fucked like a two or three times actually. Yeah, uh, PIV like at the party. Um, PAV like uh, oh, penis P- and vagina. In V. P in the V. Yeah, I like it. As I've said before, folks, I'm so proud to say that the Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by my listeners, by my fan whores, uh, and so this is the part of the show where I like to thank each and every one of them for their donations and for their support. Um, the, the, the list was starting to get so long, I had to stop putting it in the intro. So right now, I want to say a big extra special thanks to Lance, SB, Jennifer C, Jazz O, Nelly H, Justin C, Madeline B, Dave K, Ramon F, Sarah B, Dervla, Sarah S, Lauren A, Nicole M, Jessica K, Michael P, Millie W, Brian W, Frank D, Jeremy B, Christina D, Holly F, Ashley J, Danielle DP, Andrew R, Megs N, Jeff C, Charles G, Derek N, Sarah M, and still more names to go. Carrie W, Catherine B, Alex S, Chris W, Lauren M, Chris with a K, Gregory Y, Anna Super Slut, Ed B, Sean B, Prickly Peach, Julian H, Sean N, Corey G, CJK, Oh, those are just like three letters in a row. (laughs) Steve D, Alfredo A, Mark G, Emily S, Toby T, Anthony C, Greg A, Jeffrey J, Lawrence B, and Jeff Z. Thank you all so much uh, for your support. And you too can donate to the Man Whore Podcast and receive exclusive access to bonus episodes. You can contribute as little as a dollar per month, and you can cancel at any time. To do so, go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Now let's get back to April Flores. Um, what, what other type of sex do you tend to enjoy? Um, this last person I was with, uh, we were very, like... Sexually, we were very connected. So, um, I I like p play. P play is that golden shower? Uh, golden showers, yeah. Right. Were you, as the pisser or the receiver? I it depends. I like pissing on whoever. Okay. But receiving it depends. I like right. that. Uh, I love to be choked. I love to be slapped. Um, I like a lot of talking. Sometimes I get into like some blood stuff, but that's only a specific type of a partner there. I just like everything. You like a little bit of everything? Right, but I don't like P and the A. 
Okay. Okay. Not really. Don't don't like the anal. No. Okay. Fair enough. Back to back to piss play. Um, because I haven't talked to someone uh, about what turns them on about that yet. I've only talked to someone who did it for someone else, and she loved it just because she's a she's an animal, but she just loved. My friend Andrea, she's wild. But what was what it? What is it about that that like turned you on? What? It's the power thing. I think yeah. it's just so dirty. <laughs> like take my piss type of like attitude. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Like I want to stand over you and pee in your face and your mouth. Now, question: Do you kiss after that, <laughs> or do you make him go clean up? Uh, I well, we're always in the shower, and then they shower. So yeah, okay. I think I have kissed. Right, and then they can pee in my mouth, and uh, I don't swallow it though. You don't swallow. That's too far. <laughs> That's too far. I That's don't too swallow much. Piss. It's uh, hey, it it is uh, it is sterile. Sterile, right? It's sterile. Yeah, I have drank my own pee though. Were you trapped in a mountain? <laughs> were you trying to survive? I was drunk. <laughs> you were drunk, but then what? Were you doing it like on a dare, or do you be like, well, this was hot when he did it to me. Let me see if it's like hot. No. If I can just do it solo. I just did it. You just did it? I was that drunk. There's no reason to it. Well, usually when I go out. <laughs> yeah, I'm weird. Um, when it's I go like, out, I take a little bottle of... Abs- okay, Absolute is my favorite vodka, right? Okay. That's all I drink. I take a little like bottle, like a tiny bottle. I stuff it under my cleavage, and okay. that's how I save money on drinks. And That's this- amazing. Right? <laughs> People go like, you know what? They always say like being big is like bad or whatever. I'm like, excuse you, I see advantages. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just say like, go to the bathroom, swig my drink. Um, that bottle was empty, and I don't know. We went out. I I had to pee. I peed in outside somewhere, and some of it I peed some in the bottle, and then uh, I was at my friend's house, mm. and she fucking drank some of it. I was like, damn, she, she drank my piss. Was she drunk too? Yeah. I have to drink my piss now because now I'm curious because she said it tasted good. So I did. The vodka was not absolute. Oh, wait, I think it was ra- raspberry flavored. Okay. So my piss was. Your piss was like raspberry, raspberry vodka flavored. <laughs> okay. So you guys get a little buzz off your piss. Is that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember anything after that. Although I, I did wake up next to a stranger. That's always a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Those are kind of my like my low moments in my life. Like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> is that is that like in your thirties or is that like twenties? That sounds like something you do in your twenties. No, this was like a year and a half ago. Okay, I thought you were gonna be like last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a year and a half ago. I I kind of like did this whole like you know like uh, grief induced uh, just rage. Rage, like rage. like raging, raging. Yeah, yeah. Like party hard, party hard. Okay, yeah. Party hard, Garth. <laughs> yeah, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I, I definitely have, I have some listeners who I know are are larger women. They've emailed me and they've asked questions. They've, you know, I remember getting. There's one question uh, specifically that still gets me. Gets you irritated? I, no, it gets me like because I, I went like sad face. I was like, oh, she, she, she hooked up with a guy at like a work event. They were both really drunk. They didn't fuck because like whiskey dick, but they they fooled around and stuff. And it wakes up. She wakes up the next morning and and she starts thinking like, oh, I should probably leave because like he he just probably brought home a fat chick while he was drunk. He's probably ashamed. And he kept trying to keep get her to stay. He's like, no, no, stay, stay, cuddle, let's make out. I'll make your breakfast. And and then eventually she leaves. And she wrote me. She's like, you know, 
is he i want to text him but uh like should i like or do guys ever just br- get drunk and bring home a fat chick or like can i text? i'm like girl it doesn't sound like he's into you like yeah. he want to make you breakfast <laughs> okay he he's digging what you got like you should dig what you got too i agree i absolutely agree um but you know i have heard from men that i've been out with that they are kind of on on the un- down low about liking big women mm. yeah so it exists even though you are out about it and never maybe it never even yeah. crossed your mind it crosses the mind of a lot of guys because i've heard this from several i mean it's crossed my mind too in the past and very rarely now because i'm a sucker for a pretty face it's you know you got a cute face i'm all about it i i'm like i don't really care about the rest you like I like kissable faces. I love kissing. So I'm just like, do you have a kissable face? Awesome. Like, <laughs> but sometimes I, I, especially as, and I'm still, I'm still really young. Um, but when I was in college, fresh out of college, sometimes you almost think like you don't want to hook up with a, a, a big girl because what are your friends going to think? Right. I mean, and I think that's more of what it is than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I've heard from every guy. Like uh, one in particular is an athlete and, um, pro athlete and he every time after we would be hooking up he'd be like no i have to go to the club and pretend i like these like skinny girls but it is because of uh society back to this whole thing of like society seeing fat women as less than mm-hmm. unworthy yeah you can't you can't dish on who the athlete was no i can't sorry <sighs> basketball i, I talked to dossie easton do you know who that is Mm-mm. Talked to her on Sunday. She wrote this book called The Ethical Slut. Oh. And then in the it's it's this big thing about like polyamory and, and such. And she at one point in the interview, she I was I was like, she said she like grew she was in New York City doing like the beat generation and whatnot. And she's like, I was like, You ever hook up with someone like super famous? And she's like, Well, I was at this club and uh or at this uh place and then I was talking to this guy and we were gonna go home together. And as we got up, all the weights have kept be like, Oh, uh, thank you so much, Mr. Chamberlain. I'm like, what? <laughs> The Wilt Dossie girl. <laughs> have you have you ever slept with like a big like a big? Do you know? Have you slept with like a lot of like celebrity status? No, I haven't. Well, have I? Or just the one athlete. Yeah, so, some, but none 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 of my celebrity crushes who are Questlove. Questlove, okay. And Joaquin Phoenix. And Joaquin. Those are my two celebrity crushes so uh dope musician and cleft palate that's, that's it's interesting choice <laughs> he's a good actor quest i get joaquin was the one that <laughs> throws me off a bit really well because it's his brother his dead brother is the one everyone like Forever. had the big crush on no okay so joaquin phoenix i've had a crush on since he was leaf phoenix a long oh. time ago in the 80s who's leaf phoenix that's joaquin but he had his, he changed his name for a while there ah uh, remember 12 don't know if <laughs> <laughs> Always comes back to that. <laughs> who? So, who? Are, any other big celebrity crushes? That's it. Do you have? Do you also have a? Um, professionally, do you have like a, a wish list who of porn performers you haven't performed with? Yes, male uh, or female? Bobby Starr, who's now retired. All right. <laughs> she was always my number one. Um, now, mm, I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. You fucked everyone you wanted to fuck in porn? I don't really look at it that way. I okay. just I just kind of it's I'm very like self-centered in that 
I use my performances to grow as a person. Okay. And to have a new experience and to challenge myself and push myself to grow. So it's not really driven by I want this to fuck this person. It's driven by me wanting to express myself and be involved in a, a cool project. Okay. And what does that look like going forward for you? Going forward, um, I, I've started directing my own stuff. Okay. Which is fun. Um, just learning, learning more. And do you make people put the P in the A when you're directing? Do you be like, I don't do that, but you guys, P in the A now. <laughs> Only if they want to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so directing, anything else on the horizon? Directing, um, writing a little bit, photography, just just growing, continually growing. I try to make progress every day. Get, getting by. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I have a radio show too. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh shit. What uh, what is that? It's uh okay, so it's on Vivid Radio Series XM 791. It's called Voluptuous Life every Thursday from 1 to 2. Okay. Tune in. PM. 1 to 2 PM Pacific Time. Pacific Time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for you would be four. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, try to draw on my real life experiences, which is another reason I joined Bumble for material. Sure, sure. <laughs> and um, it, it, that medium is so challenging to me because it's a whole new medium. Although I've been doing it for a year and a half or so. So it's I'm more used to it. But at first it was super challenging because it's live and it's uh, me for an hour. Yeah. If I have a guest, it's cool. Um, I have callers. I have regulars. So. Okay. I love it. Yeah. No, I get you. Ain't, ain't easy talking by yourself for an hour to no live feedback. Right. I did one I did one episode of this show by myself. I did like a year in review. And I just could not do it. I was going to do like a year, uh, like an hour by myself talking about like my, my 2015. Couldn't do it. I had to invite a friend <laughs> over and be like, can you just sit on my bed? And I'm just going to talk to you. It's easier. Conversational yeah. is always easier. My my second, my first or second episode is horrible because I hadn't prepped mm-hmm. and I just really stunk. But, you know, now I learned I have yeah. to prep and um, having anecdotes helps. A guest helps sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's super fun. It's very, it's challenging. It's worth it. Okay. Yeah. Well, April, uh, you've been great. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Uh, where where can people find you? So they can find me on uh, my website, Fat Girl Fantasies. Fat Girl Fantasies. Dot com. And then uh, fattyd.com is my older website. Mm. Uh, my social media is Twitter at the April Flores. And mm-hmm. same thing for Instagram at the April Flores. I'm more active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of use Instagram as like a, a dating. Yeah, Sight. you get some inst- you get some Insta dick. Is that what you get? <laughs> I've gotten some Twitter pussy. I understand. Nice. I've gotten <laughs> Twitter dick and Insta dick also. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> and everyone, yes, yeah, so go to a website. Uh, pay for some of your porn. So, uh, pay for some and pay for all my porn. <laughs> pay for her porn. Yeah. And some other people's too. Maybe you yeah. know. Uh, spread the money around. <laughs> Keep them in business. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for talking to me. You've thank been great. You. Thank you. Oh my gosh, April was such a goddamn delight, right, everybody? Oh, she is just so wonderful. Um, Again, go check out her website, fatgirlfantasies.com. Needless to say, that is a not-safe-for-work website. So, you know, save it for when you get home. Uh, And and let us know what you thought. She's on Twitter and Instagram at TheAprilFlores. That's Flores, F-L-O-R-E-S. 
And you know I love hearing from you on the Twitters. Uh, this tweet comes from at I'm Oast in Heels, which I don't, I don't understand what that means. Um, hey, Billy, Luna was so fucking cool. Would love to share a bottle or two of wine with her, too. Great lady guests lately. Well, thank you, hon. I appreciate that. You can tweet and follow me at TheBillyPresida and use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast so I can find you. And if you want to shoot me an email, you can send your comments, your questions, your booby pictures over to ManWhorePod at gmail.com. Be a part of the conversation with your fellow fan whores on our subreddit. There are comment threads for each individual episode. I post photos, thoughts, questions, and you too can also make a post or ask a question yourself. For all you Randy Redditors, that's r slash podcast. And one more time, if you want access to exclusive bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast, go pledge your support on my Patreon page. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Podcast. And if you're not convinced yet, I'm about to play a nice teaser as we exit of uh, my full-length bonus episode with online dating consultant Steve Dean. This full-length episode will be available only to my $10 and up patrons. So, you know, enjoy this nice little teaser. Go fuck a hot fat chick and stay slutty. User intent on a daily basis will change, and it changes throughout the day. So you wake up in the morning. Maybe you are still trying to fuck right in the morning, but who knows? I think majority of users at 10 a.m. are looking for maybe someone to get coffee with. Or just someone to like not bother, free them from having to think about work because they're at work and they're bored. They want to chat. Mm. By 2 p.m., they're thinking, okay, I want like an afternoon coffee date or a lunch date. And if it's a Saturday at 2 p.m., chances are they want to walk through a park. By 8 p.m., they're thinking, I, I want someone to go to dinner with. And like now these are three different intents that we've captured mm. already. And Tinder is just chugging along saying, we've got it, we've got it, we've got it. All you have to do is say what you want to any of your matches Mm -hmm. at that exact moment, and then you can potentially get exactly what you want. And now it's that uncomfortable thing that people have to do, though, where they have to be honest and communicate with each other. Oh, this is the hardest part of being human, Exactly, right. So (laughs) if if you could just give us some check marks, I might help the conversation along. Uh, But after 8 p.m., then what? Uh, After 8 p.m., this is when you have women suddenly switching their profiles to say, for the love of God, no hookups, because that's when all the thirsty dudes come out and they're just like, <laughs> all right, who's out here? Are you looking for sex? Are you looking for sex? Do you want to see my junk? And then women are just like, for the love of God, like, how did this happen? I thought I came on this app to find someone for like coffee or to meet a new friend. And now all these dudes are messaging me this like the most creepy shit they can find. All the trolls come out too. So like, there's just, it, this is the, both the blessing and the curse of being an app that doesn't capture intent. Like if you're on pure and someone sends you a picture of their junk, you're like, oh, great. That's exactly what I was looking for. 